time now for us to check in with Vaughn Palmer from the Vancouver Sun this morning. Hi, Vaughn. Good morning, Simi. I suppose you're going to want me to talk about the murder hornet no, again. No, not at all. No, not at all. I know well, you get, must get tired of doing this. No, actually, you know, I, I don't want to sound like I lack confidence in BC's <laughs> Ministry of Agriculture. But the latest press release from the ministry is they've caught another one. Folks, this isn't going to do the job. You need to get hives, nests, swarms. If we try to round them up one at a time, they're going to get us before we get them. So Mm -hmm. that's just my take. As I said, I realize uh, ministry is our last line of defense. Far be it for me to attack career public servants, but still I'm going, oh, you know. Uh, do they do they go the other way in the hallway, Vaughn, when they see you coming? People who work at <laughs> the, the Ministry of Agriculture. The Minister of Agriculture, <laughs> Lana Popham, has a murder hornet encased in <laughs> plastic in her office, and she's asked me to drop by and see it. Um, and I guess if we uh, ever get through this damn pandemic and she's still Minister of Agriculture, I probably should go by and have a look at it. But I, I do sort of wonder whether or not encasing them in plastic one at a time is really going to contain the menace as well. It's just going to make them mad is what it's going to do. <laughs> um, let's talk about some changes at uh, the level of the provincial government. I was surprised to see this, that the highest ranking public servant in the province is retiring. Yeah, and the Premier was surprised too, and he was quite clear in his press release yesterday. So Don Wright is retiring. He's been the head of the public service since John Horgan became Premier in 2017. Uh, The Premier said he accepted uh, Wright's uh, decision with reluctance. Don Wright's a very important figure in the Horgan government because when Horgan appointed him in 2017, it was a sign to the public service in British Columbia that it would be headed by a person who'd made his career in public service, who would be guided by the principles of the public service, which is to give the best advice you can to the politicians, but let the politicians make the decisions and then carry them out. And Wright was a very, very important sign to the public service, and he followed through on it. Uh, He maintained a very high standard of professionalism in the public service. So I think the Premier's uh, reluctance to see him go is understandable, but, Mm -hmm. you know, he recognizes Wright's getting on. He's got, what, six or seven grandchildren, time to spend more with the family. Uh, With the Premier re-elected and looking at four years of hard work ahead, the question for Wright was, did he want to commit to another four years and his decision, personal reasons, was no. Right. Uh, I also remember his name uh, really around the time of the 2013 provincial election as well. Yeah, there's an interesting story here. Adrian Dix tried to give the same signal to the public service before the 2013 election. He announced that Wright, who had a long career in the public service, but at the time Wright was head of BCIT, um, Dick said if he won the election, he would appoint Wright as head of the public service. But Dick didn't win the election. Um, it left Wright uh, standing on the sidelines. I remember he said a few days after the election, I don't have a plan B. <sighs> the New Democrats, Horgan, to his credit, brought him back uh, from, I guess, public service limbo and appointed him in 2017. So it was a very important gesture, signal again. 
I think some new Democrats, you know, if they go back to their earlier times in government, were expecting a purge of the public service. Yeah. There were some changes, people with strong political connections to uh, Christy Clark and the Liberals. But most, for the most part, no. Uh, many of the same public servants are still there. And a good example is... Uh, Stephen Brown, who's the Deputy Minister of Health, still the Deputy Minister of Health. Of course, Dr. Bonnie Henry, who was uh, the Deputy uh, Provincial Health Officer, now the head. But you go right through the public service, you find this, that it was continuity, professionalism, and um, Horgan yesterday again announced the new head of the public service, Lori Wanamaker. She was Deputy Minister of Finance another 31-year veteran of the B.C. Public Service. Right. Okay. So, again, they picked somebody from the public service. So will there be – I guess the difference here, Vaughn, is that it seems like uh, John Horgan has lost a couple of people that he really relied on to run things. Carol James, Don Wright. Yes, that's right. And just at a time with huge changes coming. So Wright had presided over – a new economic plan for British Columbia. I mean, it was released just before the pandemic broke, and obviously the world has changed dramatically. But Wright was very focused on the idea that going forward, uh, we had to look at, uh, he said, restoring the BC economic dream, economic opportunity, sustainable growth to protect the environment. He thought the growth in the province should be spread around more evenly so that it wasn't concentrated in the lower mainland. And he thought the government needed more revenue, but that it ought to be accomplished without huge tax increases. So obviously all that will be revisited, but it's still there as a challenge going forward. There are, of course, semi-more immediate challenges. Uh, Right during the election, it issued a uh, directive to the public service saying it's time to start moving back to the workplace. Uh, that obviously has had to be put on hold in uh, the two big health regions in the Lower Mainland, uh, Vancouver Coastal and Fraser Health. Um, The other challenge coming up right away is, uh, what are we going to do with Site C? Um, You know there's an engineering report, which we've been waiting for. Uh, Lori Wanamaker, as it happens, sits on the government-appointed oversight board for Site C. So she's probably got a hell of a lot better idea what the problem is there than the government has shared with the public. So, you know, uh, she hits the ground running and will have to. Uh, She would already be in the midst as Deputy Minister of Finance preparing next year's provincial budget. Um, dealing with the pandemic, obviously. We haven't gotten on top of that yet, as you can see from the numbers. So she'll be busy. Wright says he'll stick around and help with the transition, but we uh, clearly are seeing uh, not just a, a, a renewed NDP government with a bigger majority, but a new head of the public service. And starting next week, we're probably going to get a sign of when we get a new cabinet and the legislature recalled as well. It's a tough time, though, isn't it? Because you've also got other provinces, Manitoba, Ontario, sending you know people back into a, a kind of a lockdown mode. What has the premier said about that? Well, you know, I... I found his, I mean, first of all, he took two weeks off. Okay, well, he won a big election, and you get to do that and everything, but he finally had a press conference this week. Um, He's asking for patience. Well, you know, we've had an enormous surge in cases in British Columbia. All the indicators we were told, Simi, to watch are headed in the wrong direction. Hospitalizations are approaching the high level in the spring. 
more than half of our cases now in BC have been incurred since Horgan called the election. It's a serious problem in long-term care. Uh, again, uh, what, 37 long-term care uh, and acute care outbreaks. So, um, you know, uh, we're supposed to have confidence uh, that yeah. we know what we're doing here in British Columbia, but... but- I don't know. I, I think the numbers are pretty disturbing, and I didn't find Horgan's uh, plea for patience and understanding and give us time to get on top of this thing all that reassuring on Monday. I think uh, they need stronger measures. Yep. I keep hearing from people who go, you know, why are the RCMP going around on the ferries telling people to get the hell out of their cars and get up top and not cracking down on a Granville Mall, right? I yeah. hear from people, why am I not allowed to visit my aged parent in long-term care or only once in a while, and nobody's doing anything about this tent encampment that sprung up at Peace Arch. And there are a lot of examples like that. I think the government is... The confidence that we were doing the right thing in British Columbia has been seriously shaken by the numbers, and I think the government needs to react much more strongly to reassure the public. I would agree on that. Vaughn, thank you. Bye-bye, Simi. Vaughn Palmer from the Vancouver Sun. I think the difference is that before we all felt we were in this together, and now I'm not sure we feel the same way because we see too many people who clearly aren't doing what some of us are doing, right?